This is the Tech Arts Network. Hey, welcome to Church Grip, episode 21. My name is Rick Russell, and Church Grip is a 10 minute or less podcast about church media and technology. Today, we're going to talk about the Avid Venue digital audio consoles. Recently had the opportunity to uh, demo some consoles for the largest room we have at Seacoast, our Long Point campus. It's where we do our main recording of all the uh, messages and get those out to all the different um, campuses. So we've been using an M7 in there. It's worked really well, but we kind of are at our limits of channels, number one, and really kind of feeling a struggle with the sound quality and the ability to create the best mixes possible off of that console. And just wanted to see, you know, if swapping out one console for the other was uh, really would add value beyond the operation from the front of house engineer's perspective, you know, would the congregation and staff notice a difference if we switch consoles and uh, what would that be? So we decided we were going to evaluate the Digico um, SD8 and the Avid Venue console. Uh, Many of you know, I'm a Digico fan, used Digico uh, D5 at my last church for quite a long time. And uh, this was really my first opportunity to mix on an Avid Venue console. And I don't really want to get into the details of, uh, of how the demos went. Uh, we, we like both consoles a whole lot. Um, don't want to get into a war of Digico uh, versus the Avid Venue. But I did want to talk about just a couple of the features that really, um, that really I thought impressed me but weren't the things that you hear about about the Avid Venue um, all the time. So the first feature I wanted to talk about is not plugins, but the way that you can insert plugins and all the different places that a plugin can be placed in the signal chain. I'm very impressed by this. It's definitely a different methodology than what I'm used to working with in the Digico or the Yamaha world in that you have four insert points on just about anything, whether it's an input channel, an output, a PQ, um, which we'll talk a little bit more about, a matrix. Um, all of those places you can go in and insert four, up to four plugins uh, in whatever order you would like. They can be reordered after they're inserted. And I just really thought it was a whole lot less confusing than the world that I'm used to, which is I go find an effects rack, I select that particular effect, I then say I want the input to come from either the channel output, the channel insert, the, you know, it really can be confusing to route something through the traditional method that we think about. Um, Audio console manufacturers tend to build things the way that we would wire them if we were analog. And that certainly works really great when you're connecting a physical wire from here to here. Um, it's kind of easier to follow than it is to kind of route it through these, this digital landscape. And I really think that Avid thought outside of the box with this feature to where when I pull up a channel strip, I can see exactly the plugins that are inserted there. And it's much less confusing for me than to go look at the rack and say, okay, that's coming off of channel X on its insert point. Now, oh dang it, I forgot to put the output 
back to insert it back into that channel strip. That's why I'm not hearing the effect. Basically, when you put a plug-in in, you just select what point you want to come from. It assumes that the insert, the return part of the insert function is all there. And it's just very easy to use, very easy to set up. And then once they're there, if I've got a, if I want to put the compressor in front of the EQ or the EQ in front of the compressor or the reverb before the delay or or whatever effect I happen to be using, it's very easy to say, okay, I want to move this from insert two to insert three. In some of the other consoles, that would be, okay, I'm going to go disconnect these two inserts and I'm going to insert them on the second plugin. And then I'm going to take the output of the second plugin into the insert of the first plugin. Very confusing, very good design off of the Avid console. Another feature that I really ended up taking a lot of advantage of, and I think it's a uh, not fairly well known outside of those that use Avids all the time is is PQ. Uh, they have what are called PQ mixes in the in the Avid console, and I think a lot of us have seen them as the external mixer, um, kind of an Avion personal mixer kind of scenario, and you certainly can use them that way, and they are. Um, not really functional if you've used Avium or, or the Roland M48, it's my preference. But um, what, so I really didn't see them as a, as a feature that I would really take advantage of until somebody told me one key feature, and that is a PQ is just a stereo matrix. And I went, hold it. Now that I can use. So not only do you have eight mono matrix, uh, matrices built into the Avid consoles, you have eight PQ mixes in most of the Avid consoles. And that basically gives you 16 matrix with eight of them being stereo. So really, uh, it it just opened up a whole world of, of mix availabilities for me. Uh, one of the things that has kind of been a limitation on the consoles that we run is that we do have a lot of mixes going a lot of different places, record feeds, CD record feeds, hear back or listen, I'm sorry, listen systems for the hard of hearing systems, feeds to the hallways and all these different things to route. And PQs were really easy to set up. I think the interface over the Digico world is much less confusing. You just simply select the group or the um, aux or the main output that you want to feed into that PQ, you turn it on, you just dial the level up you want, you can control the pan. It's one of the least confusing matrix interfaces I've used. Um, a lot of times on the M7, I have trouble figuring out how I get the main uh, left, right, or mono to route to the PQ or to a matrix on, on that console. On the Digico, you select the knob and you, and you have to use this one encoder and you keep having to select different knobs to dial things in. And it's not the most user-friendly interface that's out there. And I really found that I love taking advantage of PQs plus one really nice feature that while is behind Yamaha, Yamaha, you can set up your matrixes that almost that they're an aux. You can assign any channel to a matrix and they can be set up uh, pre-fader. Um, that would be a really nice feature. It would make your buses a lot more flexible on the uh, Avid consoles, but they do give you eight user slots that you can grab a channel, throw a channel into a PQ or a matrix, up to eight of them. And the best feature of that is you can choose the point. They have what they call pickoffs in the 
in the venue consoles. And again, it was something that I hadn't really dug into a whole lot. I'd heard people talk about it, but really didn't know what it did. But it basically says where on the on the channel strip you want to grab that input and put it into the matrix. So you can grab it at the top. You can grab it pre-fader. Uh, there's a few other points I couldn't couldn't give to you off the top of my head. But in certain cases, you can drop something in right at the head amp, or you can go drop it in, uh, you know, post-mute, basically, so that if it's muted, it's not being routed. So use this for uh, complex, like, stage talkback mics where you... Uh, those you want to be on all the time and you can pick those off the top. But uh, for something like the pastor's mic that you may be wanting to route to ears, but you only want that to be picked up when the channel is actually turned on, you can set different pickoff points on each of those user inputs. And it's a very user-friendly feature of the, of the console for sure. Those, uh, that, and the other thing I would say is I thought I would be using a ton of mouse and keyboard uh, to get things done. And while I did with a lot of the plugins, I really found that they put buttons on the console for just about every feature uh, you could ask for in um, in operating it. So while you're working, other than configuration, I hardly spent any time on the mouse or keyboard. A lot of your plugins can be uh, controlled right from the surface itself. And I found that it was incredibly, one of the most user-friendly surfaces I've worked on. Multi-select's great. Um, copying channels from one uh, location to another is very easy to move things around, especially in 3.0. Um, also found that it was very easy for me to set up a channel and copy just those particular parameters over to another channel. Um, and that can all be done from the surface or it can be done with the mouse or keyboard, which I thought was, was really user-friendly um, to work with on the console. The last feature that I want to talk about is the uh, event system that is built into the venue, pro, uh, venue consoles. The Digico on the SD8 and some of the newer consoles has what they call macros, which is uh, very similar to the event system on the venue um, but being that I was a D5 guy, I really didn't have any of that functionality. So I was really blown away by the events and what you can use them for on the venue console. Uh, I set up a few events, like a very simple one, which would basically be a foot switch that allowed me to set uh, tap delay, you know, very straightforward. There's also a user button that you can program to do that. Uh, you also have eight programmable buttons. And I ended up programming things like... Um, Muting one effect and unmuting another. So if you have a short delay and a long delay and you want them to be run opposite of each other, it was very easy to set up a event that I would hit a user button and it would mute the short delay and unmute the long delay and toggle back and forth. Um, you can also set up events that are based on the level of a fader. So for my uh, CD player, for example, that happened to be on... Uh, layer B, and I didn't really want to have to flip to it every time I needed to run the CD. So, of course, I just added it to a, a VCA, which was great. But then I could set up an event that as I brought that VCA up, it would unmute that channel. And when I brought the VCA down, it would mute that channel. And when you're thinking, well, if the VCA is off, it's not coming out of the mains anyways. What's the advantage there? Well, the advantage is it could still be routing to the ears depending on how you have it set up to where if you mute the channel, 
usually you're fairly safe that that won't be routing to an ears channel that the band might be seeing it. So by pulling up that VCA let by let's say above negative 70, it would unmute that channel and start fading it in. When I pulled it back down and it got below negative 70, it would mute that channel. Um, the example that uh, the in the training that they gave me was that when you brought up the pastor's mic, it muted the band. And when you brought the pastor's mic down, it would unmute all those channels. All of those are really great features. You can, you can do GPI, GPO triggers, if you're familiar with that from the uh, from the video world. So you could be triggering uh, inputs on a switcher. You could be controlling decks. Um, you know, just a whole lot of features, a very powerful event system that I found to be uh, very usable um, on the venue console. So that's just a roundup of the probably the three things that you don't hear a lot of people talking about on the venue console that I really thought it put it just a little bit above some of the other consoles that I've used and demoed um, out there. So Again, thanks for listening to uh, Church Grip. Uh, this has been episode 21. Um, be looking forward to s episodes on uh, more on Campsys, maybe more on the Avid venue. I'd like to do uh, give you some inf information on uh, some of the Roland consoles I've been using recently, as well as uh, getting into some information on some of the new equipment we've uh, done recently in an HD upgrade. As usual, if you got any questions or comments, you can uh, post those over on churchgrip.com. You can find me on Twitter. I am at OSSMac. Um, listen to some of the other great podcasts on the Tech Arts Network over at techartsnetwork.org. Have a great week.